Well, we've made it. We are officially in September, the season where the leaves start to change, the air gets a tad crisper, and our pellets naturally seem to gravitate toward heartier and more comforting dishes and fuller-bodied wines. And in this week's episode, I'm sharing with you five of my favorite food and wine pairings that span from snacks to dinner. So if you're ready to learn five of my favorite fall food and wine pairings, then I hope will soon become some of your favorites as well. Let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Maya Aaronozar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure that after every episode, you're able to walk away with some new tips that are going to help you easily find new wines that you are going to love and enjoy. On that note, some of you may be right into those first crazy days of September with the long weekend over. Kids are back to school. It's that time of year where we shift from summer into fall and routines change. And there's some comfort in the routine changing and the cooler days, depending on where you live. It's nice to have sweater weather, as they say, or maybe a cozy fleece. But the sun is still out and the days are still warm, but you do feel a bit of a nip in the air. So what I wanted to share with you for this week was five delicious food and wine pairings. And I also wanted to share the recipes with you. So what I have done is in the show notes for this episode, you're going to find the link to an entire guide of everything I'm going to be discussing with you today. So I'm going to be giving you the highlights of the pairings, but all of the recipes I've put together in a guide that you can easily download below by clicking the link. So as you're listening to this, if you decide this is definitely a recipe you want to try, not to worry. It's going to be in a very easy format for you to be able to download and you'll have it instantly. Now, first, let's just talk about wines of the season. And I'm going to generalize here, but as always, people will always ask me, Erin, what are some of your favorites or what do I like to drink in the season? And September is that questionable month. Are we still in summer? Are we in fall? And I have to admit, there are certain regions, I would say, that I really gravitate to during this time of year, and potentially you do as well. Definitely Riesling and Pinot Gris come into my world in a stronger way. Not that I don't enjoy them all 12 months, but especially during harvest of apples and pears, and you have those wonderful flavors coming through in the wine. Definitely the wines of Alsace seem to creep onto my table more often or not during September. And in regards to reds, Grenache and Merlot seem to be my fall favorites. I'm also a cider lover as well, so you'll definitely find a few hard ciders on the table as well during the fall. On that note, let me share the five recipes. A barbecued pulled pork sandwich, chicken and broccoli casserole, because it's just a classic in the fall. Apple and sausage breakfast casserole. Nothing is so easy and so tasty. An apple, walnut, and smoked Gouda flatbread. If you have never had this, I can't wait to hear what you think about it when you give it a try. And finally, I have a pumpkin sage risotto recipe as well. Now, if you've not made risotto before and you might have heard that it takes too much time, too much work, it never turns out, trust me, it is easy. You just got to follow the directions. Risotto is definitely one of those. Just follow what it says and it works out perfectly every time. 
My experience is if you try to improvise, that's where things go sideways. Those are five recipes I'm going to be sharing and talking about each of the pairings. So let's get started with the barbecued pulled pork sandwich. This recipe has been a family favorite for a long time, and I make this in the crock pot. So you can put this all together in the morning and the whole house is going to smell delicious. The magic ingredient in this recipe, in my opinion, is the smoked paprika. If you don't have smoked paprika, you need to get some. It's going to change your world. It is such an incredible spice to have in the rack. And this is a rub of smoked paprika, some cumin, brown sugar, obviously salt and pepper. And you are going to rub this into a boneless pork shoulder. And then I put it in the crock pot. You can add beer into the, as the liquid in the crock pot or a chicken broth. Be your choice. And then we're going to add in some apples and some onions. And it is delicious. It cooks all day. Then when it's all done, I just use two forks and pull it apart really easy. The onions, the apples, everything's just all mushy and delicious together. And then serve it drippy over warm, fresh rolls with your favorite coleslaw. You can have this for a dinner, for a lunch. It makes a great crowd pleaser. These are just delicious, drippy, mouth-watering pulled pork sandwiches. Now, in regards to pairings for this, you can definitely do a California Zinfandel. I usually put out my favorite barbecue sauce with this as well. To if people want to put on top of the sauce that it was cooked with a bit of extra sauce and that Zinfandel really brings it together. Now what you can also pair with this is a delicious Pinot Gris. If you do want to bring that up as I was mentioning before, Pinot Gris I love in the fall. It's just, just sort of my go-to favorite sweater wine if you will. It's just one that I love but you could also do an Alsatian Pinot Gris here as well but a Zinfandel is delicious with this pulled pork sandwich and you can just sit back and really enjoy it. This is a with that tang, with the barbecue sauce and the sweet and a bit of smoke. It is a perfect pairing. So the barbecued pulled pork with a California Zinfandel is to die for. Definitely one of my favorites. Now pairing number two is a chicken and broccoli casserole. Now this is a classic. It's by no means fancy and this is the base recipe from the Campbell's Cream of Mushroom Soup. And you might think this is kind of funny, but it is one of those casseroles that every time you have it, it's just really yummy and you can't go wrong with it, in my opinion. So this is really simple. The recipe's on the back of the Campbell's soup, but you need some mushroom soup, cheddar cheese, some breadcrumbs. I use rich crackers just with all the butter and all the deliciousness. Obviously cooked chicken breasts, steamed broccoli. I usually add in some canned mushrooms, sometimes some peas or some other vegetables if I have them around. And it just cooks all together. It's super easy, delicious, served with a salad, and you can't go wrong. Some people will put it over rice or noodles. That will be up to you. And in regards to what do you pair with Campbell soup, chicken and broccoli casserole, here's where I love to pull out my favorite rich, creamy Chardonnay. And I'm looking for with that cheddar cheese and the cream of mushroom soup base to really bring in a creamy, full-bodied chardonnay. And this is really just comfort food at its best. The other thing you can do here as a pairing is to pair this with your favorite fuller-bodied sparkling wine. So whether that's a Cremante Alsace or a full-bodied champagne, if you're really feeling fancy, then this is a delicious pairing. But you are looking to match the creaminess and the comfort food weight of the casserole with the wine. And 
Full barley, chardonnay, or beautiful sparkling are delicious here. You could also do a lovely Pinot Blanc as well. Would pair really, really well. And the third recipe I have for you is an apple and sausage breakfast casserole. And you could have this as a lunch dish if you wanted to. I mean, you could serve it for dinner because we're all about breakfast for dinner. And this is really easy. You can definitely make this ahead if you are having people over for a brunch or you need to take a dish over maybe to a potluck or getting together with friends. And it's so easy. You're going to take some bread cubes. I like to use sourdough bread. Can use cinnamon bread as well if you'd like. But my favorite is to use sourdough bread here. And then your favorite breakfast sausage. You can cook them and then crumble them up. Generally, I use two to three packages here. Three to four apples. You're going to peel them and core them. You don't have to take the skin off. It's really up to you. And if your kids are going to eat it, if the skins are on. But you don't have to, but you can. Shredded cheddar cheese. I like to do a medium cheddar, not too old because I don't want it too sharp, but I do want it to have a bit of flavor there. Eggs, milk, some cinnamon, salt and pepper to taste. You put it all together. The trick here with this recipe, though, is to when you have all the bread and the sausage in the pan, you've mixed it all together. You're going to have your egg mixture separate and you're going to Pour the egg mixture over the bread and then before you cook it, you want to let that sit for about 15 to 30 minutes so that the egg mixture can soak into the bread so that when it cooks, you don't have some dry bread pieces. So just remember to put it all together and then just let it sit on the counter a little bit before you put it in the oven. I usually find 15 to 20 minutes. And the cheese, I usually divide in half. I put some mixed in with the egg mixture and then I sprinkle some on top and it is delicious. It's a bit of sweet, savory, and the cinnamon mixed in and the apple. It is so yummy and again, it makes the house smell delicious. Now here, definitely because of that savory sausage, Pinot Gris is a divine pairing here. I love it and I maybe sound like a broken record in this episode talking about how delicious the Pinot Gris would be with this pairing, but it's really, really delicious here as well as you could do a hard cider if you wanted to and pull out the apple flavor. Be really, really yummy. And of course, sparkling wine, it's brunch. So if you want to do a fuller body bubble, you could definitely go there as well. So those are some bearings for you for the delicious apple sausage breakfast casserole. My fourth pairing for you is one of those dishes that looks way fancier than it is, and it's so easy. And this is an apple, walnut, and smoked Gouda flatbread. Now, I'm a big fan of keeping extra flatbreads or pizza crust or phyllo pastry handy in the freezer all the time. So they're, they're on demand. So when people stop by, you can just pull one out and you can create a flatbread with anything you have in the house. But this one is particularly delicious, especially in the fall. And what you're going to need is your favorite local fresh apples. And you can do a mixture. I like to use a few different types of apples generally on it. You're going to core the apples and slice them thinly. Get some chopped walnuts. I love smoked Gouda. But if you have another cheese that you would like to use here, you pick a cheese that you really like to have with apples and walnuts. You can really use any cheese. I just like that smoked flavor to come through. I think it's really delicious. What you'll do if you're using the flatbread is you're going to rub some olive oil on the flatbread first and then put down the apple on top and layer on and sprinkle on the walnuts and then the cheese on top. Now, if you want to put a little bit of applesauce or apple butter on top of the olive oil before you put down that first layer of apples, it will just take it up a little bit. It's almost dessert-like, but it's really nice and savory with the walnuts. 
Then it's quick to cook. It's only going to need until it melts. So you're looking at about maybe 10 minutes in the oven. I usually keep an eye on it. You just really want to wait till that cheese melts. And then when you pull it out, you'll be able to slice it. I like to drizzle honey on top of it. It's just an extra little bit of panache on top. And then here you can also put some fresh herbs, thyme, some arugula. If you want a bit of a, a snap or a little bite of that cream on top. Or you could also put some fresh sage on here as well. So you have a couple of options, but flatbreads are so easy. But apple, walnut, and smoked gouda flatbread is so yummy. And here, definitely sparkling. This looks like a really fancy kind of tapas, if you will. And so delicious with a beautiful sparkling wine. It's going to go really, really well. But you can also pair this with your favorite Grenache. Again, that kind of earthiness comes through in the Grenache with the fruit. It's a delicious pairing. And you can also do a Vouvray, which is Chenin Blanc from France. And it's going to be really, really lovely. The Vouvray is going to pull out some of those apple flavors and be a beautiful weight to go with this pairing. So apple, walnut, and smoked good flatbread with a bubble if you want to go fancy or beautiful with Grenache as well. You could do a Pinot Noir if you wanted to but also with a Vouvray, this is a stunning pairing. And this one is easy, but it looks super fancy. So if you have people coming over that you need to impress, it's really going to take it to the next level. And my final pairing for you is a pumpkin sage risotto. Now, risotto definitely needs your attention. It's not something you can make and walk away from. It's a great weekend or a day off type of dish where you have some time in the kitchen, you are just going to have to watch it and stir it. So find a favorite episode or podcast to listen to and just stay in the kitchen and work your magic with this risotto. But the ingredients are really easy in that you're really just going to need the rice and onions, garlic, pumpkin puree. This can be fresh or canned. You can use, just make sure it's not pumpkin pie filling. You want pumpkin puree, 100% pumpkin, no extra spices or anything added to it. You need some chicken broth, a splash of Merlot or Pinot Noir, Parmesan cheese, fresh sage, and some olive oil, pepper to taste, and of course some butter. And you are just going to spend some time and stir this all together and it turns into a delicious, luscious meal unto itself. Now risotto, it's up to you if you serve a protein with it or risotto is the meal. It's going to be your choice. You could definitely serve this with baked chicken for a real savory evening in, or you could just enjoy it on its own for all of its glory with the flavors in the dish. And for pairings, because of the heaviness of it, you could definitely do sparkling wine here if you want to pull in your favorite sparkling wine. But because we use the Merlot or Pinot Noir in the recipe, be your choice, then I would recommend using the same wine, pair with the same wine that you cooked with, for pairing up with the dish. And both of those are going to bring, you're going to have a silkiness from the Merlot, which is going to go with the Melfield or Risotto, and the Pinot Noir going to bring an earthiness to this as well. So beautiful wines, but here definitely Pinot Noir or rich, beautiful, silky Merlot. I would probably veer because I want that really silky Merlot towards Chile. That's where I find a few favorites of mine for that fuller-bodied, earthy, silky Merlot but delicious fall meal. And again, the house is just going to smell amazing.
So there you have it. Those are my five favorite food and wine pairings for September. Delicious and a little bit of something for everybody. Whether you're looking for breakfast or lunch or something fancy, I mixed it up a little bit. And like I said, you're going to be able to find all of these recipes in the September food and wine pairing guide that you're going to find the link to in the show notes below. Now, I had so much fun putting this together. I have decided that for the next few months, all the way through to the end of the year, I'm going to do a food and wine pairing guide every month. So the first episode of every month will be me talking through that month's food and wine pairings and the guide that goes along with it. So I hope that you're excited. If you have some ideas of different pairings or regions that you would like to have me cover in an episode, then definitely please reach out. You can reach me at hello at winegirlacademy.com or feel free to say hello on social media. So you can find me at, at winegirlacademy on Instagram and TikTok. And on that note, you check in every Friday on Instagram because I have some delicious cocktail recipes, perfect for fall, that I post up every Friday. So you'll want to check those out for sure. I want to thank you for hanging out with me this week. I hope that your mouth is watering and you are ready to download that guide and start to think about when you can try some of these pairings. And I definitely want to hear from you if you have found a new favorite recipe and pairing from the ones that I have shared in this episode. So please be sure to tag me and send me a note about how these recipes work for you. On that note, be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.